This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello, I'm Sumiko Tan, Executive Editor of The Straits Times. Welcome to the Lunch with Sumiko podcast series, where I get up close with newsmakers over lunch and a selfie. Anderson Tanoto is the Managing Director of Royal Golden Eagle, the US $25 billion company based in Singapore, was founded by his father, Indonesian tycoon Sukanto Tanoto. It has three core businesses, fiber, palm oil and gas. One of its companies, April, is one of the world's largest producers of pulp and paper with vast tracts of forests. Mr. Tanoto oversees the group's sustainability and conservation efforts. I'm Sumiko Tan, Executive Editor of The Straits Times, and we're having lunch at Sichuan Douhua Restaurant in Yuobi Plaza. He shares more about the environmental challenges his company faces. He also tells me how his father believes that it's not so much the strongest, smartest or fastest who will survive in business, but those who can adapt to the changing environment. How did you pick up things about sustainability? Learn by doing. <laughs> you read literature, you talk to experts, you attend conferences, you try something, you fail, you try again, you improve. You speak to stakeholders of their expectations. Some of these climate change conferences are very, very important because they set a certain global policy that will then percolate to governments and eventually businesses. I'm quite active in the World Economic Forum. A lot of sustainability agenda is driven there. Yeah, so it's a combination of listening, learning, doing, trying, and speaking to the experts. Yeah. So does sustainability add a lot of cost to what you do? Sustainability takes more effort takes more time. It is a necessary thing to do in general. The last thing I want is sustainable products to only be for rich people. That's going to be a disaster, right? Because, for example, if Europeans are the only ones that are taking sustainable products, then basically all the products with issues with the environment can go to Africa, can go to China. It doesn't solve the problem. So some of these things, it does add cost, but it has to be done in a comprehensive manner where it covers the whole supply chain rather than you get this bifurcation of markets. What would you say is the biggest challenge for your company when it comes to sustainability? We're an Asian company with Indonesian origins, right? <laughs> By de facto, you're already negative five <laughs> in the perception of sustainability. Uh, we need to continue to champion for the region and keep pushing the boundaries of sustainability to show the world that Asian companies like us can still take a lot of policies on sustainability that are as good, if not better, than the MNCs. In Brazil, I led the project to build the largest pot mill in the world, but also the greenest. Greenest meaning we use zero, zero fossil fuel. The project we have in Canada, which is the LNG project, we decided to actually buy electricity, not from the grid, but from a British Columbia hydro company. That means we're buying electricity from a 100% renewable source. Is it more expensive? Yes. It is more expensive. But on the overall scheme of things, does it make sense over a 10-year cycle? It does. Because we're not a big LNG player. We're not Shell. We're not BP. So if we're a mid-sized LNG player to sell your product in a relatively commoditized market, we want to sell our product as the lowest emissions LNG. So these are the kind of things that we're doing to show the world that even as an Asian company, yeah, we can be progressive and we can do as good, if not better, than a lot of the international companies. So in your own life, how sustainable are you? I just bought my first electric car. 
I really believe in electric vehicles because if you look at it, right, a, a city like Singapore is the perfect, perfect city for electrification. I totally understand if you are in Texas, you're in Florida, in US, where you have to commute, I don't know, 70 miles a day, or on the weekends, you can only have one car. So on weekends, you want to do road trips, you're scared because you get range anxiety. But in Singapore, what range anxiety? You go from East Coast to West Coast, it's 40, whatever, 46 kilometers, whatever it is. So I think a country like in Singapore, city like in Singapore, electrification of cars is, is, is going to be very, very crucial. First, people will move all to electrification, and then eventually it will be less and less human intervention and more autonomous. Did your father need convincing on all these measures? He is the one who always tells me this, right? It's not the strongest that survive. It's not the smartest or the fastest runner that survives. It's the one that adapts to the changing environment. The topic of sustainability was really not on his mind. But I think the big wave of it was, I think, later half of 2000s. There was a realization, yeah, there's certain things we need to do differently. And we adopt and we adapt. Yeah. I think the environment in itself was probably the most uh, convincing thing that you could create, right? So I think overall, it wasn't, it wasn't about convincing. It was about getting it done the right way. Your family owns such a big company. Do you ever feel the burden of carrying the family name? A responsibility sometimes comes as a burden, but sometimes comes as a privilege, right? Not every day changes a little bit. When the days are good, it becomes, you feel, you feel motivated. When the times are tough, it becomes a burden. But at the heart of what it is, I'm always very thankful. I'm thankful that I'm given an opportunity and a platform at 33 to make a difference. At my age, not many has the privilege to actually be able to influence decisions and outcomes that is scalable and impactful at a global level. And if I'm given the privilege, uh, I definitely need to step up and actually uh, do my job. So that's, that's from my side there. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, thank you, Sumiko. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of Lunch with Sumiko, a podcast series by The Straits Times. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Check out my previous interviews with newsmakers and don't forget to subscribe to Lunch with Sumiko on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.